Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Live podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. If you're not already, please make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when a new episodes air every week. On today's episode of the Five Core Live podcast, Will Moore is interviewed on the Simply Human podcast by Mark Rogers and Rick Bentley. On their podcast, Mark and Rick help humans discover just how simple being a healthy human really is. Eat like a human, move like a human, sleep like a human, enjoy life like a human. On this episode, Mark and Rick talk to Will Moore about Netflix shows, his son's drive-by birthday, Will's birthday, Selling Land, Far and Away, starring Tom Cruise, Doorstep Delivery, Making a Million Bucks, Reading, and the Five Cores Themselves, Mindset, Career and Finances, Relationships, Physical Health, and Emotional Health and Giving Back. Are you ready to fire all cylinders? If so, let's go! Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life, requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. On today's show, we have Will Moore. Will is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of More Momentum, a self-improvement movement helping people become the best versions of themselves. Awesome. A self-improvement movement. There we go. Yeah. A self-improvement yeah. movement. Huh. That's fun to say. After selling one of <laughs> after selling one of his businesses for a combined nine figure sum, which we're gonna talk about. Nine. Hang on, that's so that's a thousand? Hang on. Hundred ten thousand. So a million is seven. Seven. So oh, hundreds of uh, millions. Man. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he'll sponsor the show. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> he learned that his career and finances were only a portion of what it takes to become truly successful. In your life. Perfect timing. Will. Do you go by Will or William? <laughs> Will is good. Okay. Because it says William on some of your stuff. And so I know that's, you don't go by. I know. Like, you know, I used to go by William when I thought I was all fancy schmancy. <laughs> but now I'm just Will. And then good pretty soon Will. it's just going to be Billy. You're just going to. Wild, wild Bill. Yeah. <laughs> wild Bill hiccup. Yeah. Or just woo. You know, now they don't even get the rules. So. <laughs> so where are, and we're recording. We've done an intro. Where are, we, are you calling in from? I am in good old Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wow. Chicago. We were just talking about Chicago, not in the intro, but we were talking about that earlier because the Bulls documentary. Oh, right. Are you, you look like you're about our age. Are you a big Michael Jordan fan? Are you even from Chicago? So I am a Jordan fan. Okay. I am not from Chicago. Okay. Uh, I just actually moved here four years ago. I was living in Florida. You may have heard of it. It's where all the <laughs> date one NBCs are filmed. Yes. <laughs> people, people tend to eat each other. It's like whenever there's something absolutely crazy that you're like, you can't make this stuff up, it usually comes from Florida. Ted yeah, Bundy. Fl- Florida, man, Florida man strikes again. Yeah. Florida man, right. Florida man <laughs> eats another Florida man for breakfast. <laughs> it was at 11. So actually, so I grew up in, just the, the real quick, it's kind of a crazy little story yeah, my, yeah. my parents were hippies my mom was a uh, uh my grandfather was a general in world war ii in the what? korean war so she was a a army brat so she traveled all around she was stationed in honolulu at one point so my i was born in california so your father was hawaiian 
So no, they're actually, they weren't, neither of them were, but I, I was, we were, they, they met and, hit, and then my dad converted my mom to a hippie and awesome. my, the general completely boycotted the wedding. He's like, you're not marrying a hippie. And she's like, yes, I am. Oh my that, gosh. That was, that's a whole nother story. But, um, so then basically they moved, they're like, well, okay, as hippies, where would be a cool place to live off the land? And they're like, all right, let's go to Hawaii. So we lived in Honolulu because my mom had been stationed there when she was with my grandfather in the war. Right. Um, so they moved to Honolulu and we were there. So then they got divorced early, but I, we were there till seven. And then I moved to Washington, DC, Bethesda, Maryland. And I was there through high school. And then I went to college in Florida and I lived there for about 10 years after. So like the, okay. the wire, was that a, like, were you involved in all of that stuff from the wire? <laughs> what? The wire? Yeah. That yeah. Mean, Mark, uh, he's involved in the wire. <laughs> He lived on East Baltimore next to Prop Joe. No, I very popular show. I know. I actually never watched that one. Well, oh, sir. We're in a pandemic. I highly recommend I it. Strongly you've, suggest. Yeah, you've probably already watched The Tiger King. You've probably caught up on Ozark. It's now time for you to start. Clearly, the both of those were like day one of day one and two of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what are we doing on day three? <laughs> day three. Yeah, I have not. Okay, I'll check. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, because I it's have great. A lot of good yeah, actually, Rick is the one who uh, recommended it to me a couple years ago, and I, man, I flew through it 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 I, when ozark was finished a few, like last week i finally i finished it i was like okay now i can get on with my life now i can like pay attention to my children because i couldn't stop watching have you watched it rick uh i'm like i can't i don't know what I it was i haven't finished the first season and i just i need to just say i'm gonna do it and just I don't know if it's just because I'm. S- I have such a man crush on jason bateman or so- i don't know i have such a man crush on jason he's a he's a he's a He's able to be like awesome, like guys like him, girls like him. Yeah. That's a rare quality. Oh, and he's been around forever. He was Teen Wolf two. Teen Wolf two, <laughs> one of the worst movies ever. But so God, I love it. So bad. <laughs> and he was in um, what was what was the show, the sitcom he did, like Valerie's uh, children. Not different strokes. Um, different strokes. It was what it was like. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was one of those old ones. Dang it. Yeah, it was like it was you know it was like growing pains and then that. One. Well, and he was great in Arrested Development. Oh, oh yeah, so good. Before it had ahead of its time. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes it was. <laughs> that's oh, that's another one. If you haven't watched that, I, need, and you're I listening, may I may start that. Over yeah, again. that's that's one of those that you could start it from the beginning, like Seinfeld. You could. I did that a few years ago. Went back through Seinfeld, and it's just as great. Every show you could watch. Every show five times or more, and it, it's fine. That's so funny you say that. I did. I about a year ago, I went down the Seinfeld rabbit hole. Oh. I think I watched every single one. Yeah, uh, and there's not a bad episode. I mean, some of the early early ones are they haven't really hit their groove yet. But right, but right. you know, like once they golly, there's not there's just not a once bad Kramer one. starts opening the door in the Kramer like <laughs> fashion. That's when they started to kind of. That's oh. when right. And That's then and, it was all smooth. And so. then you ask, who is your favorite character? Now we've opened up another. I mean, because I, oh, it's obviously Seinfeld, but he's like, well, God, George is so great. And then, oh, there's those little, like, those, <laughs> the whole Ted Danson argument. You remember this? Where they're in the cafe. This is probably getting a little, uh, I don't we're getting a little detailed when he's just like, why can't we can't pay enough to, you're not Ted Danson. You're, you're bad. He's yeah. bad. You're not. <laughs> Oh, that's so yes. good. Uh, yes. You're worse, much, much worse. Real quick, going back to Ozark, I just want to I want to put a period exclamation okay. point. So I loved the first season. I did not love the second season, although I didn't hate it. But the third season, I thought was really good. Oh, it's so good. I okay, could. you know what? Oh. I'm almost done with Man in the High Castle. 
Ooh, that's another good that. one. <laughs> I'll move on to Ozark. Okay. I will, I, I will resume. I'm kind of like halfway yeah. through season one, I think. Do you, Will, yeah. do you have children? I have children, bro. Okay. Bros. So, like, I got a four year old. Oh, he just turned four yesterday. Jeez. Oh, Happy. We had a COVID. coronavirus drive by, uh, not, not a drive by shooting, but a drive by <laughs> birthday party. That was a terrible birthday. That was a terrible birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, it's crazy. That's how they're doing it now. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've, we, kids oh, man. We, for, we were, uh, I just remembered we were supposed to do a drive by 70th wedding anniversary tonight. And you forgot? I totally, I, oh my God. I totally forgot. Well, like, I hope I don't get blamed for that because it was probably right now. Uh, and there's no, it was at six, and there's no way they're making it to 71. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but, so my kids are 10, 9, and 6, and I wake up, and they're, they're fighting. They each have their own little device, and they're each watching Netflix, and I'm, and I'm going, and they start arguing. And I, and I feel like the crotchety old man. I'm like, listen, I have two older brothers. When we... If we were in a pandemic when we were growing up, we had three ch- channels to choose from, and there was one TV. Like, quit arguing. You have this is the most incredible time to be in a pandemic of all oh time. Oh my god! So spoiled. Get out of yeah. here. It with is your the arguing. Uh, this is the golden age of television. So sh- for sure. Yeah. It's oh unbelievable the amount of choices you have. I mean, I'm just like, uh, I, it's too, it's it's too much. I just like, watched- last night. I spent two hours just flicking through <laughs> just to see. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, these previews are great, and I, I actually realized maybe I enjoy previews more more than, than the actual show. We watched. Uh, I've I've been like catch, I, I, the, some of the later Terminators. I've kind of lost track. I've loved the first couple, and I've like last night I finished the most recent one where Arnold is like the old man Terminator, and it's oh. like oh, it's so it's so good just because it's Arnold. And the watch. first two were phenomenal. Yeah, and then yeah, they got they, they went off the rails for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't see this most recent one. It, it's not. It's not terrible. It's good because Arnold's in it, and he's an and hilarious old Terminator. You know, like he is his quick wit. He owns like a he owns a drape uh, business. He's like old and like has a family and like it started. Yeah. It started like Carl's draperies. <laughs> it's it's wow. actually really funny. Him. Oh, so good. Okay, we we've gone eight minutes and just done nothing. Um, <laughs> okay, talked about television. Yeah, this is the most quarantine uh, <laughs> we're also discussion desperate. ever. We're gonna skip. We're gonna skip the birthday game. What just since we've been doing this so long? What is your? We're just gonna ask you. What is your birthday? April seventh. That's what I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess. We do that. a thing, William, where we guess. Uh, we guess our guest's birthday. Uh, I was gonna guess get April seventh, and I was gonna. Well, go then why didn't you guess before so I could see if you were right? Well, because for some reason Mark just decided we're gonna. Ex- well, like, because we're already nine minutes in. Time, I want to. And get... now we're spending two minutes talking about. It. I want to. Get... <laughs> so I'm supposed to believe that you guys were gonna guess my birthday. Yeah. Hey, would you like to know something, William? And hey, he, go, hey, he show... said Will. He goes by Will. Oh well, I'm sorry, Will. I'm the only one in the history of this show who's ever hit the nail right on the head. So. Wow. That's impressive. Well, aren't you? Thank you, that's, thank that, you very that's much. That's actually very impressive. Th- thank you. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. Speaking, Mark, uh, did you hear that last uh, part? I didn't. I was cutting out. Uh, speaking, oh. of, <laughs> speaking of the pandemic and food delivery service, can you tell us a little bit about doorstep delivery and kind of tell us kind of how all that happened and then kind of kind of pass that and, and what, what you're doing now? Yeah, doorstep, man. Woo. So we opened our doors right after I was actually selling land Back in the day when real estate was the hottest thing since sliced bread. What are we talking about? Early early 2000s? Everybody. Yeah, it is 2005 to yep. 2007, the sweet spot. <laughs> right. 
Whenever you couldn't, you couldn't buy a piece of real estate and gain ten, and not gain ten percent the next day. In like a week, right? Yeah, and, or less. Oh, yeah. Right. So I was, I was doing that, and then I, I actually was working for a, a company selling land, and that's actually a whole other story. It's really interesting. Have, have either of you seen the movie Far and Away? Oh Nicole my gosh! Yes, uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Great movie. I wept. At the end, do you remember that scene? Were they all running out for the, the land? Rush for land. Yes, and they're all on horseback, and, and they're, they're shooting each other. Land. Yes, and there's yes. So I kid you not, I literally was working for a company that was that, but with SUVs. Like <laughs> we so we we bought our company bought huge parcels of land, and we my job as a land consultant would be to essentially take the incoming they would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars millions even who knows they, they spent a lot on advertising and this again this is when you couldn't miss with real estate and they would say huge you know five to ten acre parcels out in Gainesville Florida beautiful pine trees and lakes and da, da, da. and so we would buy this land we'd start to subdivide it we'd have this one day blowout sale and literally we would have like hundreds of people there and there'd only be 20 to 30 lots. And whoever and was, got there first? We lined up in these SUVs and people would get in our cars. And it was literally like a race to whoever got to the parcel and put their salt sticker in it first actually got that. Did parcel. anyone sh get shot during that? No, but there were fist fights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, legit between customers, there were fist fights. Like, the, like two cars pulled up at the same time. And you know the customer's like, no, this is mine. The other one's like, no, this is mine. And they got into it. There was a lady that hid in the bushes the night before. Oh, and genius! Sure she got the piece of land that she wanted, and she, and she like ran out like, "Oh, I was here the whole time!" And everybody's like, "No, you weren't in an SUV, you liar." <laughs> uh, that land consultant ended up getting fired because they said that he was in on it. The whole Ooh. it was, dude, it was straight out of a science fiction novel. Anyways, so I was doing that, and I saw the writing on the wall because real estate started to basically, uh, you know, things. We went from our phones ringing off the hook to. Um, literally just crickets right office. this is before the 08 collapse so i thought what what can i do yeah. what can you know I, I always had that entrepreneur kind of spirit in me and i always knew i wanted to start my own thing and i was like what can i do what what does this place need and i was living in orlando florida at the time uh the dateline nbc gap uh <laughs> and i was like you know what everybody needs to eat and here i was i was a you know, pretty healthy guy at the time. I was working out. I was trying to eat well. I liked my sushi. I liked my greens. I liked my, you know, and, and my protein. I But all I could get was pizza and Chinese. Right. And I'm like, there's got to be something. And I could not believe there wasn't. So I literally quit my job before, like, the it really hit the bottom. And everybody thought I was crazy. They're like, are you nuts? We're making so much money at this company. But, but the phone had stopped uh, ringing, so you knew something was up. Right. Nicole yeah. Kidman's uh, over here. <laughs> uh, not really. But so she... <laughs> Bottom line is we ended up, I quit. I grabbed my best friend. I was like, dude, trust me. There's something here. He's like, I don't think there's enough money. I was like, there is. We'll figure it out. And essentially decided to start doorstep delivery, which was your favorite restaurants delivered to your doorstep. Because one thing that we couldn't do while we were even stuck in the office was get that good food delivered. Right. Meanwhile, same thing at home, you know? And I'm like, I want, I want my, my sushi. I want my sushi. <laughs> um, and I couldn't believe nobody else was doing it. And so we, we started it, and it was crazy at the very beginning. We were taking phone orders over the phone. Um, no, there was no apps. There was no, the iPhone hadn't even come out. Yet. Right. Actually, it had just come out, right? Yeah. Nobody knew that. Right, it. right. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to go on and on, but that's kind of the start of how it all got going. And it sold for just a few dollars. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's funny. We started before Grubhub. Uber Eats, I mean, wasn't even a twinkle. In the Uber wasn't even a thing back then. From. Yeah. 
you know, um, none of that stuff was, was around. And they then, so we grew and we grew, we had no competition. We started franchising out, we started doing corporate locations. So then we had 19 locations in the, in the Southeast. And then we, you know, we got wind that other companies were doing kind of similar around the country, but we dominated Florida and the Southeast region of the U S and all of a sudden these big boys with their big swinging, you know, what's are like, Oh, we're going to spend billions of dollars to squash you because we can. And you know, the Grubhubs, the Uber Eats at the time, Amazon had a delivery service, huh. DoorDash, Postmates, uh, you name it. They were coming out of the woodwork and they seemed to have a never ending stream of investor funds where they were determined to essentially lose money to gain market share. Right. And we were, we were a for-profit business crazy right? right we were actually trying to make a profit and so we we're like well we can't compete with this so it was just fortunate timing i reached out to this guy out of minneapolis that had a similar type company we've been talking for years and we thought you know what why don't we join forces raise some capital um we they had a better app than we did as well their app was much better and at this point you know we've gone way past the calling your orders in right to um you know the the app was everything it's user experience you want to order your food you go online you put your address you want to have all the restaurants right there be able to click a couple buttons you want to talk to anyone just get me my food just give me my exactly just give me (laughs) shove food in food hole That's, that's actually, that was our slogan. <laughs> you should have had like a service where like you fed people like baby birds. Like they just <laughs> open your mouth and you pre-chewed the food and spit it in there. Gross. Yeah. Uh, gross. So yeah, I mean, so wait, where, who am I? What's happening? Okay. So, right. So bottom line is we, we merged with these guys and we, we, we built up the company and we started tackling these tier, we call them tier two and tier three cities. So it's not the New Yorks, the LAs, the Chicago's. It's the Orlando's of the world. It's right. the Tampa's. It's the Nashville, Tennessee's, right? It's those those places that didn't have such a huge, huge population yet that we could kind of sneak in the side door, gain market share. And one thing we learned about this this business is if you treat your if, if if you do your customers right and they're ordering food from you and they're getting what they want and they're happy, they're not going to switch. Right. So it's kind of first into the market wins. And so we were fortunate to gain a good market share in a lot of these tier two and tier three cities, and then we exited last year and since then you've done nothing but bathe in gold coins like uh, scrooge mcduck oh my god dude that is so funny you say that because yes that's exactly what i did no, i played i had this golf trip and it became this running joke so after i sold my company so i've been this is buddies i've known for years right and so i sold my company and all of a sudden you know it became like a dude what do you do do you just sit home <laughs> And drink champagne by the fireplace <laughs> with your dicky, with your butler oh, serving you. Sort of, yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, that's actually exactly what I do. And so the one guy that asked, literally, he, he kind of like half seriously asked that question. He's like, so what do you do? Do you just kind of like, you know, just fucking like just chill and go to the beach and drink all day? I was like, yeah, dude, that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's so funny. It just it puts a spotlight on the fact that when you're not, when you haven't created a, a, a considerable amount of wealth everybody's always chasing it. Right. Right. And you have this dream of this illusion, I should say of you're going to get this money and you're like, Oh, now I can finally relax and sit on the beach and drink my pina colada. Let me tell you that ain't how it goes. Nobody wants to do that for more than like maybe six days, seven days. And then it's like the people that are the type of people that are hustling and making that kind of money. Aren't just going to sit for 
the next 20 years and do nothing. <laughs> exactly, man. And, and that's kind of what this whole new concept and, and everything yeah. I'm doing now is all about. It's about constantly moving. It's about momentum. And one thing I've learned is that if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And, you know, it's that old cliche. You hear things as you're growing up and, you know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. But it's so true. And like you just said, it was like for two weeks I was on cloud nine. And then I was like, damn, well, now what? Yeah. You know, right. I was like, wait, I just spent 10 years trying to get to this point. And now what? It's on to the next yeah, what do you thing? do now? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's like the, we, I mean, we were talking about the Jordan documentary, but it's the same thing. He won three straight titles. And he's like, you know what? How do I, what the expectations are so high. What do I do next? And so he challenged himself with baseball. But like, yeah, what right. do you do once you've reached the pinnacle? You work so hard to get there and you're like, all right, well, what else is there? That's exactly right. It's almost better to just always have that carrot just out of your reach. Right. It's kind of crazy when you really take a 10,000 foot view and step back on it all. And, you know, I saw this app one time. It's no longer in the app store, but it changed my life. And it ties into exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. It was called the meaning of life, right? And it, you clicked on it and somebody turned me on to it years and years ago, right? Right when the apps came, were coming out. And it was like probably like the third app to be created. It was really just one picture. And at the top, it said, we strive for more. And then there was a semi-circle that's, uh, or a semi-circle uh, arrow pointing to the bottom that said, because. And then at the bottom, it said, we feel dissatisfied. And then a nem another semi-circle arrow pointing back to the top that says, because. And then back to, we strive for more. Yeah. So literally we are caught in this never ending loop of we strive for more because we feel dissatisfied. We feel dissatisfied because we strive for more. And at first I read that and I was like, how depressing is that? Part of <laughs> yeah, you're good. I was like, that's, that's so awful. Like basically we're never going to be happy. And whenever we get something, we're going to want something more. And if we do get something more, we're going to feel this. I was like, that's all. But if you actually, so I kind of put this together to use it to my benefit. And if you actually think about it and use it to the fact that really all it is, is what we were just talking about, which is you just got to keep moving right. and growing. And there's always a way to do that. Then you'll be happy. Well, and I don't know, you, you sound like somebody who has, uh, I, I've, I've really gotten into the, the stoic philosophers and kind of really diving into all that. And, like Ryan Holiday, you know, the obstacles, the way book is really good. I recommend it to a lot of people, but he, you know, in that book he talks about, you know, and it's not like his idea. This is like this ancient idea that happiness isn't found with you avoiding obstacles and like not ever, ever having to, uh, uh, overcome an obstacle. The happiness is found in meeting an obstacle head on and overcoming it. So it's like the joy and the happiness and the purpose is the circle is that cycle that, that you just described. It's not reaching a certain point on the cycle, but the fact that it is a cycle means that it's just continual. And that, that that's, that's, exactly that's the right. point. Yeah. That's a good, that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's that space in between those arrows yeah. that you basically need to focus on. And most of us just try to speed through life and we get the to do's checked off so we can get to that goal. Right. right? But then we get there and we're like, shoot, you know, that kind of isn't as rewarding as I thought. And I wasted and then there's 10 years <laughs> right. that just went by and I didn't focus on that stuff in between. Right. So let's, let's dive into the five core values. So I know you talk about, uh, uh, life's five core values. What are they? Let's dive into that. So basically your five cores, which are what I call the, these five main areas of our lives that we all share and that we all need to continually build momentum and find balance in to become the 
the happiest and best version of ourselves. The Rick, first one, Rick's mom. Rick's mom is number one. We all share. Rick's mom. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, let her know after the phone call. I'll call. <laughs> Just her. Got off the phone with her. Yeah. Um, so no. So <laughs> first one is mindset, and your mindset is essentially, for lack of a, a cheesier phrase, it's is the glass half empty? Is it half full? Yeah. Are you an owner of your life or are you a victim? Do you believe that you have everything within you to kick, take names and obstacles are only temporary roadblocks waiting for solutions and that you're going to succeed no matter what? Or do you feel like you were born a certain way? There's nothing you can really do about it. Your mind is broken and you're just going to kind of hover above rock bottom until it's all over. And it sounds depressing, but you'd be surprised how many people fall into that. Right that sort of victim mentality where it's kind of like, Oh, the world sucks. It's up to get me. I can't do it. You know, whenever you hear people use words like, you know, the, you know, they, and mm-hmm. they're always, and you know, it's like, who's that? Right. Who's there always? Right. Is, is, is there a big conspiracy against you? Right. At the end of the day, you have everything within you to, to, to do what you want to do. Right. And so the whole mindset is kind of your main core. It's everything else kind of rests on it. Yeah. And then if you don't have that going for you, you're, you're kind of, going to have a really hard time with the other ones because yep. it really is just basically saying, okay, let's go. I, I want to be happy. And these are the things I want in life. And I'm just going to keep going until I get them. Okay. Right. So that's your mindset. Okay. Then your next one is your career and finances. And this one is one of those that most people spend most of their time in. So you get out of college, you go to school to, you know, or, or if you didn't go to college, whatever we all, everybody thinks it's about making money. Like we were just talking about several minutes ago. Um, I just want to, you know, make this money. And then once I get this, then I'll have everything I can have ever dreamed. And then, you know, but money for anybody that's had it, it ain't happiness, but your career, what's, what's important about that aspect is you want to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing for a living, that when you wake up, you're like, I can't wait to get started. And yes, there's always, no matter what you do, there's going to be days where you're like, God, I don't want to do this today. But in general, you want it to be something that coincides with your strengths and your passions. And you are legitimately loving kind of what you're doing and you're excited. And you're, you know, when you're in the shower, you're thinking about ways to make it better. Like that's what a career is. A career to me isn't just sitting behind a desk and just wait, looking at the clock, waiting for it to be over, you know, getting paid, do something that you're absolutely miserable. right yeah that's why rick is it's so perfect he's a nude male like sculptor um and oh, so yeah. yeah it's a really it's really hey listen they say if you love what you do like it's like you never work a day in your life <laughs> <laughs> like that same line a, a slightly less optimistic version of that is my dad uh got laid off from texas instruments he worked there for like a month short of like 25 years and he got laid off right before i went to college and he got real introspective about it. And he told me, you know, hey, you're going to college. You're trying to pick out a career. He's like, find something you want that that three out of five days you don't hate yeah. doing. He's like, it's not going to be great every day. You're never going to wake up and just can't wait to, you know, get into work unless you, you know, work in the you know, <laughs> film industry. So, like, uh, you're never going to find anything that, like, you, you're in love with every day. But if, like, most of the time you don't hate it, like, you have a big leg up on everybody else because there's so many people who absolutely are miserable at what they do and you spend more time at work than you spend with your family it needs to be something that you find value in that's that's exactly right and so right so the career in finance is right it's like you know are you are you are you this is a big part of your life and you know you're you're doing it to make money are you enjoying what you're doing 
And I would even take it a step part, farther, three out of five days. To me, that that's not good enough. Right. I think every, you know, but I'll tell you, you're absolutely right in that if somebody could be happy three out of five days, they're ahead of most yeah. people. Yeah, well, screw he, you, he Charles. Hated his, he hated his four out of five days, so I think he was on the... Uh, <laughs> three out of five would have been a huge improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then the finance side is, it, it, you know, you there's there's ways to go about making money and having it compound for you and work for you versus against you. Um, it's amazing to me when I talk to people that come out of college that don't even know how to basically balance their checkbook, how to, right. you know, how to, how to use the law of compounding to their advantage, yeah, how to get their saving passive money. income, yeah. getting their money working for instead of against them. Right. So that's, that's the career and finance side of it. Then you go into your relationships. Um, I break that down into three categories. You've got your acquaintances and colleagues, which I'd consider us right now, you know, not super. Oh, aren't you sweet. Uh, <laughs> You're a sweetie. But people that, you know, newer friends or people you come across. And um, then you've got your friends and family, and then you've got your significant other. Um, and so the, the main gist is, you know, each one of those has different different aspects involved. Right. And one thing I kind of left out in the beginning, within each of these cores, my whole system, everything I'm about, my whole life is about shining a big fat spotlight into each of these cores and asking yourself, where do I currently stand in each of these what are what I call the failure habits that I've developed in each of them? And what are the success habits I want to replace them with? And that's really as simple as it is. And that's what it comes down to. It's what are your, what are the five, understanding what your five cores are, knowing what the things that you've done that are through no fault of your own, by the way. A lot of these things come from the broken system that we've grown up in, which I could spend another 20 minutes on. But yeah, I'm not, you know, the bottom line is that to me, the school system is broken. Um, just, just a lot of the medicine and yeah. habits and things that we, we are taught growing up that become normalized are completely ha- having us build negative moments, right. right? So then, sorry, I'll just finish. And then the, the fourth one is your physical health, yep. which is fairly obvious. So it's looking good, feeling good, uh, gaining the energy and stamina to propel you through life. Um, and then the final is your emotional health and your giving back is your final core. And that's your making sure that you're not constantly stressed all the time, like we were talking about earlier, and just going through your life like a chicken with its head cut off, scratching off to-dos, but you're actually stopping to smell the roses, you're enjoying life, you know what your passions are, and you're incorporating them regularly. And on the giving back side, it's you know making sure that the world is a better place for having you in it than not. And you know how many people can say that when they die, that the world's better right. that I was in it than not? And I think that's something that everybody should strive for. And when they do that, they feel much better and they feel happier. And so you combine those all together, you find balance, you're firing on all cylinders and you're killing it. So we are, we're descending to the runway here. We're almost out of time. I, if we could, well, I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to, I'm going to send you the Calendly link to see if you'll come back in the summer so we can talk about the habit stuff and talk about the the behaviors and replacing failure habits with success habits and all that. Would you, would you be willing to I'd do love that for to. us? Okay, yeah, sweet. I'd love to. So before we go, uh, really quick, we have a couple more questions we're going to ask you, but promote yourself like moremomentum.com. What else? Where can people find you? Uh, I too am a male stripper. You can find me on <laughs> tigerking.org. Pol- pol- fake policeman. Dot gov. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, moremomentum.com. Um, that's got, that's really, you go there. There's actually a free life evaluation quiz, which is kind of neat. So it'll tell you where you currently stand in each of these cores. It's just some three simple quiz questions for each. And then it'll sort of give you an idea of where you stand in each core. And then it'll give you tips on what to do moving forward. Okay. To Very good. Oh, by the way, more momentum is M O O R E. 
momentum.com because right. uh, my so last like name is Will Moore. So okay. M-O-O-R-E. So when you when you were saying strive for more, you weren't talking about striving for you. You were talking about <laughs> no. no. Oh, okay. I see now. That makes more sense with the whole okay. <laughs> I was thinking about you were just like strive oh, for man, now now we're gonna have to redo the whole interview. <laughs> yeah, <come laughs> like mine says strive for Rogers because that's my last name, but it doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> so okay. And then, um, what is one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? It's like a hobby or just something that you look forward to uh, either either daily or or weekly or or whatever. Yeah, so I would immediately, my mind goes to that. That's two cores, my career and my finance core and my emotional health core um, of, you know, what am I passionate about, what I love to do. And honestly, what I'm doing right now with this more momentum, trying to start a movement, trying to get people to understand what it means to be happy what that actually means versus just all these, I hate these, there's so many cheesy self-help people out there. And like, I'm trying to like change all that and basically be like, look, it doesn't have to be cheesy and weird. It's nothing to be ashamed of to want to be the happiest and best version of yourself and then to pay it forward to help the world become the best version of itself. So I'm just super psyched and, and loving life doing what I'm doing. And you know, I, I work and I'm, I, I literally do enjoy what I do. And then I talk to my friends, I share it with my family. And so it's a whole, Thing. So do you uh, like? Do you shoot hoops? Do you uh, play? Hey, you got any hobbies or anything? Yeah, like, what is, like reading books. Like what is your like? Love happy me place? some golf. I love reading. Yeah, I've read thousands of self help books. Yeah. Um, I, I I was an insatiable self help monster at one point I, in college. I hit what I call my rock bottom, which is a whole other story. But that's actually how I got into all this stuff. I've actually been working on a book for the last twenty five years. Wow. Um, and it started in college when I hit my rock bottom. And so I love reading and I've just always loved. And now when I go to the gym, it's translated into, I actually listen to podcasts. That's exactly, I listen to books when I'm working out. Yeah. You I'm can... a golf, I'm a huge golfer. And it's funny, those three you mentioned. And golf, <laughs> really? I just like, frisbee. I, do you, you ever throw the frisbee around? Is that, uh, can we see if we can get no, that? No, you struck out on that one. Oh, see, I win. <laughs> Of course, I've thrown a frisbee. So, I love me frisbee. So I have to ask you this: I know what year were you born? I just turned forty-four on April seventh, so nineteen seventy-six. Okay, so he's—I mean, my brothers were born in seventy-nine. Your brother was born in what, seventy-eight, seventy-seven? So we're yeah. all we're right all basically there. the same kind yeah, of cohort yeah. here, right? So it's just—it's just we're we're clicking on all cylinders here. Okay, very quickly, I'm going to pull a Tim Ferriss on you. Like, you have to recommend like three books to somebody you just met. What are the three books that you're going to recommend? Oh, that's easy. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, How to Win Friends and Influence yep. People by Dale Carnegie, and Atomic Habits by James Clear. Thinking Grow Rich, um, How to Influence, How to Gain Friends, Win how Friends? How to Win Friends win and friends. Influence People. And Influence. By Dale Carnegie, that's right. the first self-help book I ever read. Yeah, it changed a, my life. I've read it like seven one. times. Yeah. Um, and then a recent one that just came out that's really cool that kind of helps to formulate my whole habit theory that, that ties into all this stuff that I'm doing is the atomic habits by James clear. The uh, Mark has habits. a follow-up question. Do any of those have pictures? <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> no. Well, Mark, uh, I'll I'm read out. them and I'll, I'll give you this. I'll basically, whatever. Because Mark read, doesn't actually read books. He listens to books on tape. Uh, I feel which like it's nice, but it's not reading. I feel it's like Will account. would side with me on this one. That's listening. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. See? No, no, no. Not okay. You're not reading words. No, it's you're okay. having Sorry. someone read words at you. That's we can fine. all go to the library no. and have that for getting time. If you're getting the knowledge in your in your brain, Thank you. uh, to me, it's okay. Like I said, I now when I work out at the gym, 
I've kind of switched that because now that I have two kids and you know, you, you have less, you guys know how it is. Yeah. Do you, have, you guys have kids? I've, yes, we both did. Three and he's okay. got two. You know, yeah. you know, it's like, what am I going to read? Like at the end of the day when I'm freaking exhausted and all I want to do is lie down and watch. That's Ozark. exactly what I do. I re- am reading uh, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich uh, two pages at a time and I fall asleep <laughs> after two pages. So I'm going to be like, reading this book for like the next man. decade. <laughs> My wife actually just started, she just started reading next to me in bed as I'm watching Tiger King and Ozark and all these things. <laughs> right, but, I know. It's like, like, I just, I need, yeah, I'm like, I need to just shut my brain down at the end. So I do, I, the gym is a good, I, I listen to the podcast and stuff and it's become kind of my new, my new reading and I kind of yeah, like it. Yeah. Very good. Well, this is awesome. I'm going to send you the Calendly link to get you back on. I'm going to have this. This show will probably be up in like two weeks um, from today. So probably I'm going to try to get this one up before the end of April. So we'll have uh, – anyway, we got, I got a couple in the can that I need to, to release. But uh, really appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome. Like I just – I texted Rick during the show. Like, this is one of the best interviews we've had in a while. Not, nothing against the other guests we've had in a while. But this has just been really good. So really appreciate wow, you coming on. Whoever interviewed before me is probably feeling really <laughs> right? good. But... Oh, they're not they're – not <laughs> Not listening at all. Oh, listen, yeah. Nobody listens to this. They get out of here. <laughs> you're, you're too kind to even to even imply that. Well, well, you guys are fun, man. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really know what, what to, to expect. expect much, yeah. This was really neat and fun, and I, you guys got great chemistry together. You could be lovers if you really. Well, were. we are. I mean, no, could, again, I mean, we're lying I mean, in bed next to each other, kind of, kind of taking some time <laughs> off right now. But yeah, we're lying in bed right now. <laughs> We've actually, Mark and I have actually known each other for the better part of about twenty-seven years. Yeah. Oh well, that we makes grew sense. up together. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not. Guys, yeah, no, you guys got a good vibe. Uh, I, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I'd love to be on any time. So, and then awesome. you'll send me a link so that I can share it with my. Yes. My yeah. Producer. As soon as it publishes, I will send you the link and to all the show notes and everything. So, perfect. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Will. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Thanks, gentlemen. Right. Have a good night. That's it for the Five Core Life podcast with Will Moore. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have not already, please make sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when an episode drops every week. If you haven't joined the Five Core Life Facebook group yet, I encourage you to also join that and see what all the fuss is about. There's some really great, awesome content there designed to get your momentum going, including a monthly giveaway where you can win a complimentary coaching call with the Will Moore himself. The Facebook group is currently the only place to get Will's dedicated attention and support on your five core journey. If you're feeling stuck or just want someone to cheer you on, that's the place that you need to be. There's nothing like a community of people on the same journey to get you fired up, kicking butt, and taking names. So come join us. Well, get moving, gain momentum, Join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five course. 